Lifestyle Matters. It's more than money. I'm Faisal Carmelli, and with my better guest than I've had in the past, Leanna Wachniak, how are you doing today? Good, thanks, Faisal. How are you? Good. Two weeks in a row at More Than Money. How's it feeling? I mean, it's interesting to be on this side of the camera yes. or the side of the microphone. I was telling Dave last week, it's a bit weird. It's been almost a decade doing this and finally on this side. So Yeah, so many of our viewers and listeners don't realize that you've been part of More Than Money, but like you said, behind the uh, the camera and the microphone, you've helped produce this show, you've you've built your career up now and you're on the advisory side and and uh, and now you're you're sitting in the same chair as uh, uh, Dave Popovich, so yeah. condolences first, you're in the same chair <laughs> as him. But this is gonna be an interesting one because normally we talk about, you know, at this time of year when it gets cold outside, Everybody wants to reach into the underneath their stairs in their home and grab those suitcases and get the heck out of here. Go somewhere warm and sunny. Yeah. What's what's on your top travel destination that you want to go to? I'd love to go to Italy, actually. It's on my it's on my list. Fantastic. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. uh, Dave and I were just there for a conference. Uh, it's fantastic. It's busy. People talk about a recession. I don't see it in Italy yet. Mm -hmm. Everybody is having their uh, their espressos and their, their croissants. It's been crazy out there. But let's talk about travel, and we've got a great guest with us today. We've got Sarah Halperin, travel agent with Travel Agent Next Door. Sarah, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Let's kick it off right out the get-go. You know, we're seeing more and more of our clients and listeners and viewers uh, wanting to get out there and travel. We were talking before the show that you're you're busy. Is this actually now the time where people are getting their suitcases and heading out? You know what? In the last couple months, it's been busy. People have gone from the traditional holiday times to let's just go now. Let's just go get this done. I want to go away. I've been stuck for a couple of years and I, I don't care where I go. I just want to get out of here. It's definitely changed attitudes. <laughs> are you seeing it, the travel pick up as we head into Christmas here? Yeah, it's definitely picking up now. I think people are realizing that they might not have specific dates anymore, that they need to be flexible. There's a lot of families that previously would only go when school was out that are now like, no, we'll take them out if we need to. It's um, prices have definitely changed. So it has, plays a big factor in it for people. Yeah, let's talk about that. You're saying price has changed. Um, it's, it's very expensive. I'm finding hotels more expensive than airfare. Um, so walk us through what are you seeing when you talk about price changes, what's happening out there, um, where are the more expensive things that are happening and where are the more discounts that are happening? Definitely trips that are pieced together, flight, hotel, transportation, things like that are definitely a lot more expensive. I'm finding packages to be the least affected. They're still quite a bit higher, but there's deals to be had there. So a lot of my clients that normally would do those trips to Italy and, and things like that are are going on package vacations where everything's kind of pre-made. And when you look at destinations, talk about the top, let's call it three destinations your customers are, are, are looking for. Uh, and then we'll talk about pops, our, our clients and what they've been saying. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are realizing that anything that has more than one flight attached to it or is longer might have more issues, obviously a lot with lost baggage, delays, things like that. So a lot of people are opting for closer flights. Mexico and Caribbean has been absolutely the busiest where everybody wants to get away. People are avoiding the States as much as they can, uh, avoiding a lot of, lot of Europe right now and Asia. So it's people are trying to... Why, why the States? Why, sorry for jumping in. Yeah, why the US? Why are we avoiding that? Um, I think because of the political turmoil and what a lot of people are hearing about just kind of their um, 
health issues and things like that with in regards to COVID and that kind of thing. And people have been kind of a little scared and seeing the news lately, so they don't want to get in get mixed up in that. Out of curiosity, is is COVID still is COVID still a concern for a lot of people as they travel? You mentioned it in the U.S., but does that also play into people's mindset in Europe and other places? Yeah, a lot of my a lot of clients are realizing that in a few months from now, it's probably going to be back a little bit again. So they're trying to get away now before that comes into play. But we have to remember that a lot during the pandemic, a lot of businesses not only went under, were short staffed, weren't running at full capacity. So they're still trying to get back to that level of service. So it's quite unknown that when you go to a resort or you're going to a hotel, they still might have the majority of that hotel basically not being used because they don't have the staff, they don't have the the resources to keep that going. Sarah, when you you talked about um, multiple stops to get to your destination, I'll tell you my experience going to Italy. My buddy and I were supposed to go to Italy first to uh, go watch a soccer game. It's a football game out there for all of our European uh, listeners. They don't like it being called soccer. Um, we, we were on our way. So here's the flight to get to Milan, Calgary to Montreal, Montreal to Milan. Now, unfortunately, I'm halfway on my flight to Milan. Technical issues with the plane. We had to come back, so I didn't get to go to the soccer game. So I'm already disappointed. But now to get to Milan again, we would have to go from Montreal to Toronto to Newark to Frankfurt to Milan. What the heck is happening with all these multiple destinations just to get to one spot that used to happen directly before? Yep. There's a few factors. So we've got the one factor being that they're still understaffed. Airlines, airports, everything. They're, st- they're still hiring back the people that they did lose during the pandemic. Number two is now when anybody gets sick, whether it's COVID, whether it's a cold, anything else, they can't work, especially for places like that. So then they become even more short-staffed. Basically, it's trying to catch up for two years of this and still dealing with some of the issues now that is just the time there's not enough people to man the flights. And if the, you know, there's rules basically that a a pilot and the crew have to have slept a certain amount of time. If they haven't and they're short staffed, they can't even fly the flights. So those are getting canceled. There's less baggage handlers because of the issues. The, The technology wasn't being used for those two years. So there's things that need to be repaired, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of an amalgamation. It's a whole combination of several issues that are impeding that. So people are finding that there's so much lost baggage. There are flights being delayed and canceled. And then you go to make a connection and you can't make that connection. Like it's just kind of like a compounding into into these nightmares for people traveling. Sounds like my experience to go to Italy. Yeah. (laughs) So that taking that into account what are your top tips for somebody who is looking to book travel or hoping to travel over the next couple of months to get as smooth an experience as possible i'm definitely suggesting people to get away now if they really want to to more trips to do the, the trips into mexico that kind of thing just to if they need to travel if they're really looking for those long trips extended into europe then there's a lot of extra planning that goes into it is that when we're planning those flights we're instead of having that average two three hours at the connecting airport we're giving it twice the amount of time so people are need to be prepared to stay longer in the connecting airports 
purchasing air tags and things like that for their luggage because you're almost guaranteed that there's going to be a hiccup with that and knowing where your bags are being um, traveling with carry-on when you can or at least having what you need important stuff in your carry-on in case something happens with your bags but also being aware constantly aware of not only the situation with covid because a lot of those european countries can and will go into lockdown again there could be a lot of resurgence with that and the political and war situation in Europe, even though it's in Ukraine, you think that you're far enough away, often you're not, that there's fuel issues. There's all kinds of things, which creates this really unknown is that they will take all of that stuff and put it to essential service. And unfortunately, flights and airlines and travel isn't an essential, essential service. So it kind of gets, it's a, it's a risk. It's definitely a risk. Sarah, if uh, somebody wants to get in touch with you on booking their next uh, travel arrangement, how do they get in touch with you? They can text me, email me, call me, absolutely anything. I'm very blunt and will tell people kind of what's what's up and what's happening and everything right now. But all I can say for people is you can still travel. You just want to have all the insurance and all the protection in place, which is there, and realize that things are a little bit different right now. But, I mean, anything's possible. People can get away. It's just there's extra considerations, unfortunately. Fantastic. For those of you who want to reach out to Sarah, connect with us on the More Than Money website by going to morethanmoneyradio.com. Contact us and we will, we will connect you with Sarah. We've been joined by Sarah Halpern, travel agent with Travel Agent Next Door. Sarah, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. When does a retirement go wrong? And I think most people, when they hear that line, they think financial. That's the biggest concern most people have heading into retirement is that financial security. And so when they think about trouble, that's where they head. Now, all four of us on our team as advisors met with clients this week, and there's been a special kind of common conversation we've had with them. Many of our listeners and viewers are reaching out to us. Um, and one thing that we've we've asked, and we're trying to find out more about them, which we see as a bit of a concern for planning for retirement, is when they're not on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start off with this piece, and I, w- I would love your thoughts on this. We had one client sit down with us. Rob and I had a, a meeting with this client. And the first comment coming out of, out of uh, her, her mouth was, you need to have a class on to teach people how to retire. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. I'd love your thoughts because we've done a lot of work on this. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts when you hear a person say, you need to, I need to learn how to retire? I think it's actually a very insightful question because most people don't think about that. Like we say all the time that a lot of people, they know what they're retiring from, but they don't know what they're retiring to. So what is the next step and what does that retirement look like is something that most people never consider heading into retirement. All of a sudden they retire, they stop working, and then they have these long days and nothing to fill them with, or then they're looking for things to fill them with. And then that's where things start to get weird for the family because there's just this gap in their lives that they don't have anything to put in. So I don't know if that was the experience that your clients had that you were just- Yeah, I I think you've nailed it there. I think that's when when I put out on on the board, let's talk about the things you wanna do over the next one, three, five years. And I do this with quite a few of our clients. Um, Usually travel comes up. That's why we had this show today. But what also comes up is projects or little things that they want to do. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, make sure that the fence is up. I want to, like, these little projects, mm-hmm. right? Clean the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, and then 
you, that's not a 7.5 hour day, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not 40 hours a week, right? right? Uh, it might be for one week. That's right. If it's yeah. me, if that's, that's a, a one year project to put up a fence. But for the average person with, you know, average intelligence, it's, it's a one week project <laughs> at the most, right? Uh -huh. So, so it's, it's, it's interesting when I hear these things because I go, what's, what else do you want to do with your time? And then when I look fast forward to some of the people out there, um, individuals who call us up and say they, they've been focusing on their portfolio, they've been looking at their accounts on a day-to-day -day basis. And I ask, what are you filling your time with? The ones who are always concerned about their portfolio, they're, they're looking at it regularly, are the ones who have a lot of, I call it white spaces in their day. They have a lot of gaps that they're, they're really not meeting their fulfillment. They don't have a drive or purpose on their average day. And that causes them to look back at their financials. And that's when their retirement goes wrong. Mm -hmm. Like they're freaking out about stuff that, that has nothing in their control, but they can control their time. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that's a perfect example of something that's called Parkinson's law, which is the theory that if something, if you have something to do, it will expand to fill whatever time you allot to it. So if you have something that might take you only an hour, but you've allotted eight hours for it, it'll take you eight hours. So suddenly, if you're looking at your portfolio and you've got nothing else to put into your day, maybe you're looking at your portfolio for eight hours a day, you're constantly watching business headlines. And that causes a lot of anxiety for people because it's just headline after headline after headline. And they're not really getting to really enjoy retirement because they're not doing anything else with their time. What's, what's also interesting for our retirees who are married or in a relationship, um, when both partners are not on the same page, mm -hmm. um, when you ask them, what are the things that you want to do? What's your vision in retirement? you don't always get a common understanding of what they both want to do. Now, I'm not saying you have to do everything together, but there's a lot of blank spaces when, when they start to say, okay, this is what I want to do. And it's either project-based or is, I don't know, I haven't really thought about it. I just know that I want to retire. Mm -hmm. Like it's some sort of destination. Mm -hmm. I just want to be here. So in all the work that we've done, um, what are some of the key things you see as concerns or things that people need to be aware of when they are sitting down with their partner and they're planning for their vision in retirement, not the financial side, but the vision in retirement. What would you say are the top one, two, three things that people should look out for? Well, first of all, I think it's a scary conversation because I don't think most people ever sit down and have a conversation about what's the vision for the rest of my life in a sort of abstract way with their partner. It's a totally unfamiliar territory at that point. A couple of the things that people should be aware of is kind of glossing over stuff. So if you and your partner both say, I want to travel, that's great, but what does that mean? Because mm. those could be two totally different things. Is that camping? Is that RVing? Is that trips to Europe? Like Totally different, right? Um, another thing is how much of the rest of the family is involved with that. So is it just you and your partner? How much time do you want to spend together? How much time do you want to dedicate to individual activities? Is one person going to be annoyed because you're either in their space all the time or <laughs> never there? Yeah. You know, So rebalancing the amount of time you spend with each other is a conversation that you should have with your partner. Again, not something most people get to, but then after a little while in retirement, things your rhythm gets thrown off mm -hmm. and you either settle into something that neither person is happy with or you end up kind of in this weird state where you're 
arguing or whatever because you're not on the same page about this stuff. It is a big challenge. Great points that you make there. I, I've 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 challenged our clients to do this, and I would for those of you who are watching or listening, I would challenge you to do the same thing. First, if you are a a retiree who's in a relationship, and both of you are retired, okay, so both of you are no longer uh, working. Um, the first thing I would recommend is in separate rooms, don't look at each other, don't share this information, write down 31 things you want to do in retirement. Now, we've done this exercise with mm -hmm. hundreds of our clients. Um, it's challenging to get to 31, mm -hmm. right? And, and, and I say, what do you want to do in your retirement? Let's change that to say, from this point forward, give me 31 things you want to do. And you, can, you can't put 31 travel destinations, right? right. Travels travel, right. okay? When you the reason for that is uh, first of all it kind of gets you thinking beyond the top ten which is usually travel put up the fence you know the honey do list mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Then you start getting into things that really mean and matter to you. Mm -hmm. What's your fulfillment in life? And there's two things that I talk about in for retirement. You need purpose and fulfillment. And and if you've got those two things together, it turns into more of a, an an outcome that's gives you passion and, and you're something to drive for as you go through retirement. And the reason why we separate the, the, the couple is because we don't want any influence of, well, my partner might want this, or you feel bad that you want this, or any kind of issues that come up. So separate that, put 31 things down, and then don't even talk about it. Mm -hmm. Don't even discuss your list. We ask our clients to sit down with us, and we take that list in advance, and we put it all on the board. And what you come up with is you've got one partner's list, the other partner's list. So let's, let's say it's a he list, a she list. And you'll find a lot of things will, will be similar mm -hmm. and a lot of things will be separate. Mm -hmm. Now you know what you can do by yourself, what you can do with your partner. Um, and then you slowly, when you got, start going through all those 31 pieces, you kind of get an idea of what's really important to you. Mm -hmm. And that was fulfillment. And you, you, it's amazing. Like when I get to like the bottom 10, I start seeing, you know, I want to create an electronic photo album of, of all of my family. So my grandkids and great grandkids, when they go on their tablet, they can download it from the cloud versus opening a photo. When was the last time you opened up a photo album? It's been a few years. Yeah, it's been a year, right? So <laughs> yeah. we're, I don't think the next generation, the generation after is going to look at photo albums like we have. So so that, that's one part of it. I've seen that come out. I've seen I want to start doing more charitable work, but I want to make it that I'm actually creating the charitable work, mm -hmm. not just volunteering my time. And then you start to see what really drives the individual and their true core values. And that's, I think that's fulfilling in retirement. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have those things, that's where the retirement goes wrong. Then you're just living day to day. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then having that understanding, both of you having the understanding of what the other's core values are, can help you support the other person in doing those things too. So part of the core values is important. Part of the understanding of how your financial house is in order is important. We're going to be discussing about the financial house. How do you basically protect that retirement lifestyle throughout your life at our upcoming seminar? When is that, Leah? It's Tuesday, October 25th, 7 p.m. You can attend either live online or in person with us at the Carriage House Inn here in Calgary. You have to register for this, so please go to morethanmoneyradio.com, and we'll see you there. On behalf of Lena Wachnick, myself, Faisal Carmel, I want to thank you for joining us on More Than Money. You've been listening to 
770 CHQR. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.